Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're listening from. Welcome back to another episode of the Third and Short Podcast. As always, I am your host, Tyler Fiella. Um, I am doing a second episode to what I did yesterday about the first round of the NFL draft. I got too excited. I didn't want to wait till the end of the draft to do all of this. So I decided I'm going to make one right after the first round and just go over everything that happened and yeah, go from there. So last night, obviously, was the first round of the NFL draft, and um, some interesting stuff went down. A lot of things a lot of people expected, some things people didn't, uh, which is what makes the NFL draft so great. Nobody can predict really anything. Um, I can tell you that the mock draft I did, some of it didn't really work out. Some of them uh, surprised me. But overall, I think it was a great, great night of football, just talking about it, watching it, and getting excited for the upcoming season and all of the great rookies we're going to be seeing playing next year in the NFL. All right, so let's just jump right into it here. Uh, obviously, uh, the number one overall pick was Trevor Lawrence. This one was a no-brainer. Um, you, I could have told you this last year. Whoever had the number one pick was going to take Trevor Lawrence. So not going to spend too much time on this. So, yep, Trevor Lawrence, number one. Number two um, was Zach Wilson out of BYU. Everyone knew this was going to happen, um, most likely. Uh, they ever probably knew this back in the beginning of the season. Well, actually, no, because the Jets kind of screwed themselves at the end of the year by winning another one more game than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, But either way, they get the quarterback of the future. Zach Wilson's great pick, great quarterback. So, yeah. Number three, this was a topic of discussion between um, the past, like, couple months between, you know, teams and analysts on ESPN and all that. Who are who is San Francisco going to take? Are they going to take a quarterback? Most likely. Okay, so who? Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. To me, I know I said Justin Fields, but that was just because I thought they should take someone who is prepared to be in a win-now situation. Um, they ended up taking Trey Lance, which was not totally surprising because he was the favorite to go number three overall. But this did surprise me in a sense, because he's a, li- he's a little more raw than Justin Fields or Mac Jones, just because lack of experience. Um, he hasn't lost a game as a starter, which is nothing short of impressive. But it's interesting, to say the least. I, th- I thought this was a, a – de- I mean, it's a quarterback. You know, they get who they want. Uh, he's a great playmaker. Um, not exactly the – in terms of size, he's not the biggest dude in the world, but everyone in football knows that – size doesn't really matter when it comes to playing the quarterback position anymore because we have great quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, uh, hell, Drew Brees. Uh, so it's all about can they make the plays and can they make the plays at the right time. And Trey Lance can definitely make those plays and make those throws. So th- I think this was a, a good pick for them. Not what I thought they would do, but overall still pretty solid. They get their quarterback in the future as well. So now we're out of the top three. We go to number four. Um, this one was – uh, this was a good pick by Atlanta. Kyle Pitts, they get an electric playmaker, great athlete um, to help out Matt Ryan in that offense. In the second round, though, they need to go defense because their defense needs a lot of help. But this was th- this was needed for them. I mean, you can't pass up a prospect like this um, at all. He's just an incredible, incredible player. You can play him anywhere on the offense. Um it just makes total sense for them. They're most likely probably going to play him in 
probably wide receiver two and let Calvin Ridley slide and go in the slot and do his thing from there. Um, but who knows? He's a positionless player, so they can put him anywhere they want. He'll probably be he'll probably succeed. Moving on to number five. This one surprised me a little bit, kind of made me mad in a sense, but it's okay. Uh, Bengals took Jamar Chase at number five. Uh, honestly thought they were going to take Panay Sewell. I could have bet my life savings they were going to take Panay Sewell, but I guess I would have been broke if that happened. So they ended up taking Jamar Chase, wide receiver at LSU. Obviously, everyone knows they, they reunite Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, that electric duo that crushed the football college football world a couple couple years ago um overall for chemistry this makes sense but for the team not really to me i think you needed to pick uh, you needed to pick sewell here just to give joe burrow that confidence that he's not going to get his head taken off every down um didn't really make sense but then again who am I to say? I just talk about it and I give opinion. They don't, nobody listens to me, so it doesn't even matter. But just here to give my opinion, and I think that Jamar Chase wasn't the right pick for them here. Obviously, he's a great player, not taking anything away from him. But at the time, the Bengals needed someone that they can protect Joe Burrow with, and this definitely was not it for them. Uh, they needed someone who can give Joe Burrow that time in the pocket to let him do his thing because – Everyone saw what happened last year. I mean, I got to keep saying it, but he tore his ACL because his offensive line did not give him any time. There was no other reason for him. Like, I mean, no one can think of a reason why they took I, – I don't know. But then again, Jamar Chase, great player. He's definitely not – again, not taking anything away from him. He's a great, great player. He's definitely going to succeed in the NFL, but I don't know. I don't know. I didn't particularly – like this pick by them but again who am i to say okay on to the dolphins um okay after taking their probably their number one receiver on their board maybe i don't know but um they had to they had the option to take panay Sewell. personally did not want them to do that they have a lot more needs at this time in the draft other than taking an offensive lineman so i what i didn't really want them to take Sewell here in the beginning of the draft season i was like okay we have to take panay Sewell, blah 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 but then i realized as i watched the Dolphins play over the years, over the year, sorry. Um, they needed a playmaker. Uh, they needed someone who can get out there, create separation, be explosive, and really, really solidify that offense for them and help out Tua. That's what they, this is what they need. They need to help out Tua succeed. And by giving him a playmaker like Jalen Waddle, like they took, was a terrific, terrific, terrific pick for them. I loved it. Um, everyone that watched college football the last two years knows how important Jalen Waddle was that Alabama offense both on special teams punt return kick return and on the offense um incredibly fast great hands great route running uh he's just a perfect receiver everyone say he's small but durability okay but you flip on the tape and you actually watch him play he could have he in my opinion he was the best wide receiver in the class and that's not taking a knock on Jamar Chase but Jalen Waddle is far and away Better route runner, arguably better hands. I'm not going to say he has better hands because it's close. He's way faster. His NFL comp was Tyreek Hill, but I don't think that's – speed-wise, yes, he's Ty, Tyreek Hill speed, but he's not one-dimensional like Tyreek Hill is. Tyreek Hill is not going to go out there and, you know, go out there and burn some corners and on a double move or 
you know, he's, he's going to be one-dimensional. He's going to be running those streaks down the field. Jalen Waddle can run basically every route in the route tree. So this was a perfect pick for the Dolphins. This gives them an automatic upgrade at the wide receiver position. Um, definitely chemistry with Tua. Obviously, they played together at Alabama and had a lot of success there. So I love this pick for them. I think this is incredible. Um, Tua gets another option besides Devontae Parker. Um, now we have Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, uh, Mike Gesicki, and Jalen Waddle on our offense, barring, God forbid, everybody stays healthy. Um, so I think this works out perfectly for them. This was an awesome pick by them. I loved it. And, yeah, I hope this gives their offense the juice they need. All right, moving on to the Lions at seven. They need a lot of help on both sides of the ball, but Panay Sewell's on the board. You're going to take him. Dan Campbell being the new head, the new head coach there um, needs – something to help him out right now. And Penesul does that for him. He just traded for Jarrett Goff. He needs protection for at, need at least extra time in the pocket so he can do whatever he needs to do. Um, and I think Penesul does that for him. Obviously, Penesul is not, not the best tackle in this class. I think I'd give that to Slater. But right now he comes in and he's just a, he's an offensive line coach's best friend right now. He's incredible. He's got size, power, you know. He's, he's got everything you want in an offensive tackle, and he can protect Jared Goff right away. Going to cover that blind side for him. So this was a good pick by them. I don't disagree with it. I think they needed help on that offensive line, and this worked for them 100%. Uh, number eight in Carolina. Uh, I had them taking – I had them trading down with New England. Uh, we'll get to New England in a second. But – they take J.C. Horn here out of South Carolina. This was interesting. Um, definitely thought they were going to go offensive line here. After Sewell's gone, I think they would uh, take uh, Rashawn Slater. But they surprised me. And they take a corner to help out that defense a little bit. I mean, I, I don't disagree with it. I think this is a pretty good pick. I mean, J.C. Horn's an incredible player. I was surprised to see him taken ahead of Patrick Sertan. Uh just because of, I mean, they're close. They were very, very close. I mean, either way, you're, it's not, you're comparing apples to apples at this point. Like they're relatively the same player. They're great in their own, in their own way. So I don't disagree with the pick, but I would have loved to see them take offensive tackle and help out Sam Darnold just a little bit. But then again, they thought Horn was the better player. So they took JC Horn and I'm not going to say this was a bad pick. This was a good pick. He's a great player. Um, I think he helps out right away. He's going to be day one, day one guy for them. Okay. Now on to the Denver Broncos here at nine. Uh, JC Horn goes off the board. Next player is going to be definitely Patrick Sertan. Uh, I definitely saw this happening. Um, it's just the same thing. You know, they're great players. They're going to succeed wherever they're put. That defense in Denver gets a little bit, that secondary, I should say. Uh, now they have Kyle Fuller, Justin Simmons. Now they put Patrick Sertan opposite Kyle Fuller. It's going to be a scary, scary secondary for them over there in Denver for sure. Um, I think Patrick Sertan is the most polished corner in this draft just based on what he did at Alabama and how great he was over there. Uh, definitely the best press man corner. He's going to be very physical on that line of scrimmage. Um, and this pick works for Denver. They needed help on defense. Uh, could have seen them taking linebacker here as well. But corner definitely works here. And, you know, I, nothing, nothing bad to say about this pick. Um, and they give Drew Locke another year. 
maybe, maybe they take a quarterback later in this draft in the second, third, fourth round, who knows, but right now they're sticking on defense and I'm, I love it. I love this pick for them. Great, great pick for them in their defense. Uh, number 10, Devontae Smith going to the Eagles. Uh, we, they traded up with uh, Dallas. Interesting interdivision trade. Never really, you don't really see that that often, especially in a draft um, because they're moving up to get a better player. It, you know what? It, whatever. They only traded down two spots. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, they took Devontae Smith out of Alabama. Uh, top two corners off the board. They're going to take an offensive player to help out Jalen Hurts right away. Um, I love this pick. Devontae Smith, obviously Heisman Trophy winner, comes in right away and helps out that offense tremendously. Um, they had a lot of talent lacking on that offensive side of the ball. Zach Ertz out. Um, you know, no really – I mean, they take Jalen Rager last year, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, really not the best receivers you want getting the ball thrown to. Devontae Smith comes in right away and provides excellent, excellent skill to that wide receiver room. Um, as I said yesterday, he's a great route runner, great hands. He can do basically anything. doesn't matter that he's 170 pounds. It really doesn't. You know, you don't need to be a 6'5", 250-pound receiver to be successful in the NFL. That's just how it is nowadays. And Devontae Smith is definitely, definitely one of those guys that comes in and is explosive off the bat. I think he's going to have an incredible NFL career. Um, He's definitely going to come in and be that number one receiver for the Eagles. And I think this was a great pick for them. 100%. I love this pick for the Eagles. Now, this was the Giants pick at 11. And I remember saying this. I don't think I said it on this podcast, but I said it to a couple of friends of mine that are go to school in Illinois and where I used to go to school. Big Bears fans. And I was saying... Chicago has the assets to move up for a quarterback if they really, really wanted to. Sitting at number 20, they weren't going to be in position to take one. They were going to have to settle and take offensive line and hope Andy Dalton has something up his sleeve for a year in Chicago. Well, Chicago decided to do it. They traded up to number 11, and they selected Justin Fields out of the, universe, out of the Ohio State University. I almost said Georgia. <laughs> Either way, um, this – I, I know for a fact they are so excited about this pick. Um, obviously, how could you not? You get your quarterback of the future. Uh, the Bears can say whatever they want. There's going to be competition between Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. I highly, highly, highly doubt Andy Dalton's their week one starter. Um, but Chicago, you did it, you did it right. This, I can say that this was the right move. You gave up a haul of picks, but it's most likely going to work out in your favor. I hope it does because I really think Justin Fields is perfect for you guys right now. And I know it definitely makes your offense happy, your offense happy. Uh, David Montgomery, you know, Allen Robertson, Darnell Mooney, they're excited for this 100%. Um, this was a great move by Ryan Pace. Uh, definitely. This was a move to save his job. I'm pretty sure all you bears fans would agree with me on that side. This was a move that, is hopefully most likely going to save Ryan Pace's job if this works out. Um, I mean, nothing really much to much more to say about this. Justin Fields, incredible player, incredible athlete, um, going to transform that offense over there in Chicago. So happy for the Bears. They actually they did it right, and this was this was a move that they needed to make, and they did it. And I I love it for him. It was a great great pick. All right, moving on. Dallas number twelve after. J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan off the board. Uh, 
trade down, you know, try to trade as much as you can down, acquire some, a pick or two. And they did, they traded with Dallas or uh, Philly, excuse me, to number 12. And they selected Micah Parsons out of Penn state. Uh, this, I think this was a great, great pick. This is definitely a top five talent in the draft. No question. Um, I mean, arguably the best defensive player in the draft based on what he did the year prior, not this season, not this past season, but the year before that. Um, he's ex- very explosive. He's a great – he's going to play on the edge for them. He's a great blitzer, explosive strength. He's got the combination of power and speed. You know, he, he's going to be successful in that defense, and it needs to be a defensive-heavy draft for that team in Dallas. Uh, offense, really not the biggest concern because they have Dak coming back off injury. They have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, uh, Zeke. So they needed defense heavy and linebacker was perfect for them. Leighton Vander Esch coming back off injury as well. Um, could have seen them taking corner, but obviously the top two were off the board. Didn't need to reach on Greg Newsom. So they trade down, take the best, def- best linebacker in this draft. And they hit, hit the nail on the head with this one. This was a great pick by them. Uh, no complaints whatsoever about this pick. All right. Uh, the Chargers here at 13. Uh, they took Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Uh, some very, very surprised he fell all the way to 13. Definitely the most polished offensive tackle in this draft based on athleticism and sheer pass, pass protection ability. Um, he's going to come in, start right away, protect that blind side for Justin Herbert. Definitely provides some that security blanket that Justin Herbert needs to succeed. Obviously, last year, everyone saw Justin Herbert had a great rookie season, came out and f- came out firing out of the gates, and it was great to see now he gets a definite um protection on one side of the ball uh he potential i mean crazy potential for slater all pro pro bowler 100 percent um he can play anywhere on the offensive line no problem with that so he and he checks all the boxes as an offensive tackle he's what you exactly what you want in a tackle this was a great pick by the chargers they nailed it so yeah they're gonna This is perfect. All right, 14. This was the Minnesota Vikings pick. Uh, Surprised me. Uh, I was watching the draft, and I guess Mel Kuyper said the Jets would trade back into the first round. Didn't expect it uh, at all. But I I did expect Minnesota to have something to trade out with. I did think – I mean, I had Elijah Vera Tucker going to the Vikings, and he was picked at 14. So I guess you could say I was right. I don't know. But either way, um, right player, wrong team. But – uh, the Jets trade back into the first round, and they select Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. Uh, another person on that offensive line to play right next to Mekhi Becton and help out Zach Wilson and just having some time protecting their quarterback. And I, I love the pick. I think this was a great pick for them. Um, really helps out that offensive line tremendously. Elijah Vera Tucker's a great – two holding penalties in 856 snaps at USC. Two. That's it. That's impressive. there's nothing more you can say about that. That is nothing short of incredible. Uh, This was a very solid pick for that, that, uh, that team. Uh, Extremely versatile. He could play tackle if you wanted him to, Um, but he profiles better as a guard. And I think he playing next to Mekhi Becton, he's going to, they're going to solidify that offensive, that left side of the offensive line very well. Okay. Uh, 15, (laughs) you know, I, I had the Patriots trading up to eight to take Mac Jones, but I guess they didn't need to fell right into Belichick's lap. How perfect is that for the new England Patriots? 
everyone it's just i don't know i I hate the patriots honestly i hate to get my opinions into this one but i can't stand them i'm sorry i can't stand the patriots being a dolphins fan cannot i hate them but um this is a good pick for them they needed a quarterback obviously cam newton's not in their long-term plans so taking a quarterback is almost needed. They needed to do it, whether they traded up or not. Obviously, they didn't even need to because he fell right into Belichick's lap. Um, he's not as overrated as people think. A lot of people have questions about his athleticism, which I don't understand really because, I mean, in the pocket, he's great. He can he, – he releases blockers perfectly – not releases blockers. He evades blockers perfectly. Sorry. Um, he has got incredible football IQ. He can play any offense, and that's exactly – I think the reason I think that um, the Patriots took him is because of how smart he is about football and just how he can run an NFL offense because he went to Alabama. He played under Nick Saban, probably the most complex offense you'll play in um, just based on terminology and all that. And he, he – at Alabama, they their tradition is winning. And we all know in New England – winning is their tradition over there uh so he goes in and he's going to be i think he's going to be perfect for them you know sadly i just you know i was i'm an alabama fan and seeing a guy that won a national championship going to the team i can't stand just kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit not gonna lie but you know this is a great pick he belichick didn't even need to move a finger and he he gets his quarterback so props to him honestly (laughs) Moving on to the Cardinals here at 16. Uh, it took Zayvon Collins, a linebacker from Tulsa. I think this was an amazing pick for them in their defense. They needed help on defense big time. I had them taking corner. They could have taken linebacker, either one. Um, this is still a great, great pick for them. He's, uh, Zayvon Collins, great. He's great uh, blitzer, plays great in the box. He's he could play the edge if he really wanted him to, uh, but he's going to be probably their Mike linebacker from, from the from day one when he gets there. Um, very out, extremely versatile, as I said. He can play inside, he can play outside, but this was a great pick for Cliff Kingsbury over there in, in uh, Arizona. Helps out their defense day one. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I have no problems with this pick. I think this was great. Uh, not many picks in this draft that I disagree with because they all really fit the team's needs position like where they're picked could have some problem with it but Zayvon Collins I mean he was one of the best linebackers in this draft obviously Micah Parsons was ahead of him but Zayvon Collins really proved himself this year out of and having a great year in Tulsa so I like this pick for them this helps out their defense tremendously um, he comes in right away very very good very very good pick by them all right moving on to the to the Raiders at 17 um you know, I hate – Mike Mayock's a smart guy. John Gruden, obviously, very, very, very great football coach. Um, this was not the, not the greatest pick, honestly, in my opinion. This is one of the picks I don't agree with, and I have a screenshot on my phone that I want to uh, – what was this last night? Um. They took Alex Leatherwood when JOK, Jeremiah Wusukoromo was available, another linebacker. Christian Barmore, 
defensive inside in inner defensive line D tackle from Alabama, Aziz Ojolari, a edge rusher from uh, Georgia, was still they were still available, and they took Alex Leatherwood. I not a huge fan of this pick. I mean, they need help on offensive line for sure. Um, I'm I th- I'm almost certain they're going to play him on the inside. Uh, but uh, I wasn't a huge fan of this pick because, you know, they need a lot more help on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I mean, look, Derek Carr gets another another offensive lineman for protection. I I mean, there's no I don't know. It's it's tough to say, but I I this wouldn't have been my pick here. I would have taken linebacker 100 percent for them. Jamin Davis out of Kentucky, and even Jeremiah Wusukormo, I would have taken for him, but. Or Christian Barmore. I had them taking Christian Barmore. But I, I think defense would have been better for them here. Um, but, yeah, I, look, we're all surprised. I mean, definitely surprised last year when they took Henry Ruggs. And he obviously didn't really do much this year in terms of where he was picked. But who am I to say? You know, Alex, he, may, he might be good. He might not be good. But I wouldn't have picked him here. But, look, he's, he's in the NFL now. He's – I mean, he's not bad. He's not a bad player. I just wouldn't have picked him here. So, yeah, that, I mean, congrats to him, but that's that wouldn't, that wouldn't have been my pick here. Okay, next we have Miami Dolphins at 18. I said yesterday I would have loved for them to take a running back. Uh, the fan in me wanted them to take a running back, but team-wise they needed to take edge. We needed help on the edge. That's exactly what they did. They take Jalen Phillips out of the University of Miami. Like I said yesterday, he is the most polished pass rusher, the best pass rusher in this class. Obviously, injuries, concussions are a concern, but you look at what he did, University of Miami, very, 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 very established pass rusher. He's a sack artist, as they like to call him. All he knows how to do is get to the quarterback, and that's exactly what we need on our defensive line. I think he comes in and helps out right away. Uh, He stays home in Miami where he went to school. Um, Extremely technical. You know, he knows exactly what he's doing. I think he comes in right away and provides explosiveness to this defense. And I love this pick. This was solid, great first round by the Dolphins. You did it right, Miami. You did it exactly right. I know some people are upset about them not taking Najee Harris, but you have to think you didn't need to take him right now. I, if, if I, th- I think I know what they're going to be doing today in round two and three. I think. I don't want to say I know because I hope they take running back in the, in the second round. That's just what the team needs at this point. Um, but right now, Jalen Phillips, 18. This was a perfect pick. I agree with it. This was a great, 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 great pick for them. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I, this was amazing. I, I loved it. This was a great pick by them. Uh, nothing I don't disagree with. Nothing I don't agree with. Sorry. Um, but yeah, this was a great pick. Miami Dolphins did it right. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Um, 19, Washington football team. They took Jamin uh, Davis at University of Kentucky. Uh, one of the more underrated linebackers in this class. He, his draft stock shot up after the season. <clears throat> and, you know, he has a nose for the football. He's going to come in and play Mike linebacker right away. Uh, he creates turnovers. He's very fast, very quick. Um, you flip on his tape and you the turnovers just stand out and he's a ball hawk for a linebacker if that was such a thing this was a great pick they needed help on that linebacker side of the ball uh could it 
didn't have any quarterbacks to take, didn't really have a position to trade out. So why not take a great linebacker and help out that defense? They have a great defensive line, obviously, as we saw last year. Now they have just another person on that defense that can help out. They had the number one pass defense in the league. Uh, I think a top five defensive line. It might have been the number one defensive line, if I'm not mistaken. But now they come in, they improve. They get an instant upgrade at linebacker with Jamin Davis. This is a great pick by Washington. Um, yeah, he helps out tremendously, for sure. Uh, number 20, after the trade with Chicago, the Giants took wide receiver Kadarius Toney. Um, not, a, not an awful pick. Definitely not what I thought they would have done. Definitely could have seen them take Elijah Moore at this point. Uh, but, I mean, nothing not, – not to take away from Tony. I mean, he's a great route runner, incredibly fast. Obviously, if you've watched the University of Florida play last year, um, with, the amount of atten- with the amount of attention Kyle Pitts was getting, Kadarius Tony shined. And, you know, I'm not surprised to see him sneak in the first round. Um, but, you know, they give Daniel Jones another weapon to see what he can do. Uh, I would have typical, – typical Giants probably would have taken a center. I, if they would have taken Landon Diggerson, I wouldn't have been upset. Um, but this was, I mean, not a bad pick. I mean, it's a receiver. He's fast. He can catch. He's very, very fast, exceptional outside on the outside. Um, yeah, he's great after the catch, obviously he's very, very fast. So I think he gives, uh, Daniel Jones an extra, um, that, I mean, it's an extra target for him and he, you know, gives him. You know, another another option. Just another option for him to throw to and see what he can do with the ball in his hands in the NFL. Um, again, I would have loved to see Elijah Moore taken here just because I think Elijah Moore is more established um, as a route runner and a catcher, a pass catcher. But look, Kadarius Tony fits. I think this wasn't a terrible pick. But, you know, the <laughs> the funniest was last night when they – announced Kadarius Tony and one of the Giants fans threw up like a what kind of like who the hell is that it was just it was very funny but hey, look if you watched college football last year you know how good Kadarius Tony was so this wasn't a terrible pick I don't I don't mind it but definitely would have liked to see another receiver taken here other than him but that's not my decision to make um uh, we had the Colts here at 21 uh they took Quiddy Pay out of Michigan uh could have seen them taking offensive line here to protect Carson Wentz but then again I mean, Christian Derrissaw was on the board. I don't know why he fell um, so far. But at Pay, they get help on the edge. Pay is very established pass rusher. Um, explosive, for sure. Um, didn't he didn't really produce at Michigan like they wanted him to. But that's why I think what caused him to fall this far in the first round. Um, but, you know... He has a lot of potential to be a very, very good pass rusher in this league. He has a great defensive line to learn from, a great defense to learn from. So um, this is a good pick. Uh, again, I would have loved to see them take offensive line here, maybe even corner. Uh, Greg Newsom was available. Like I said, Christian Darisol was available. So not exactly who I thought they would take. Um, offensive line is a huge help for them after, obviously, Anthony Costanzo left. Um, I think I had them taking Tevin Jenkins here because I didn't expect Darisaw to fall this far. But, yeah, I mean, not a terrible pick. He gets help on the edge. I don't think he – I think he's going to be rotational. I don't think he's going to come in and have an immediate impact. Um, but, yeah, this was 
interesting to say the least. Uh, on to 22, Tennessee Titans. Um, again, I, this is the pick I had Elijah Moore going to just because I think Tennessee needed help on that offensive side receiver uh, mainly. Um, they took Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. This was surprising. I mean, he's a very, I mean, he's very good, but injury concerns, a torn ACL, back problems at Virginia Tech kind of uh, made his draft stock fall just a tad. But when healthy, uh, he's, out, he's an outstanding corner. He's a big, big corner for his position. Uh, great in zone coverage. He's a great tackler. Um, very, physical, very, very physical. He could play press man. He can play off man zone. He's solid, very solid, but again, not who I want, not who I thought they would take. But this was this was a good pick by them. Uh, it was interesting, for sure. Uh, I would love to see them take receiver here. Like I said, Elijah Moore. Very surprised he dropped out of the first round. I'll get to that in a minute, though, um, when I finish with all this. But yeah, uh, it's not not an awful pick. Definitely not who I thought they would go with, but it's okay. Uh, great, he helps out their defense, their secondary for sure. Uh, on to Minnesota after the trade with the uh, with the Jets at 23. They take Christian Darrisaw out of Virginia Tech. Great pick for them. Uh, one of the top top three def- uh, offensive tackles in this draft for sure. Very surprised he fell this far to 23. Um, Minnesota gets an upgraded offensive line, protect Kirk Cousins. Uh, they could have taken edge here. Not really anyone at this point who I would have taken for edge for at all. Um, so Christian Darrisaw makes a ton of sense. Definitely best player available. And yeah, he makes a ton of sense in positional need for the Minnesota Vikings. I have no problem with this pick. Uh, he was great at Virginia tech, great pass protection. He's got great size, power, strength, all of that, all what you need in offensive tackle. He's very athletic. Um, great in the run game. Uh, great, great power on the line of scrimmage. He's, I mean, he checks, he's like Slater. He checks all the boxes for me. And it's very surprised he fell to 23. Okay, Pittsburgh Steelers, 24. I thought, honestly, they were going to trade out of this pick um, to Buffalo for them to take a running back. But I picked the right player, just the wrong team <laughs> um, at the exact position. But Pittsburgh took Najee Harris out of Alabama. I was a little upset at this one just because I, you know, I wanted the Dolphins to take Najee Harris, but they took Jalen Phillips instead. I'm not really too upset about it. Um, definitely thought they were going to take offensive line here. I think after they saw Darisaw go off the board, they're like, okay, whatever. We're going to take an offensive. We're going to take a running back here. And look, to no fault there. I mean, they obviously get an instant upgrade at the running back position, get another weapon for Big Ben, take the stress off him and that offense so he doesn't really have to throw as much as he can anymore. Obviously, he still throws probably 45, 50 times a game, even at his age, which is nothing short of remarkable. Um, but everyone knows about Najee Harris. I mean, he's an incredible running back. I mean, playmaker. He's a high rate. He can catch balls out of the backfield. He can run in between the tackles. Um, the NFL comp everyone had for him was like Matt Forte and Le'Veon Bell, like a good mix. Um, I, I agree with that a lot. And I think he has the potential to be a top five back in this league. Um, definitely. So it's an instant upgrade for the Steelers. It was a good pick. Um, yeah, I have nothing, nothing bad to say about it, even though I wanted him. That's, that's really it. Uh, kind of upset about it, but it's okay. Nothing, nothing bad to say about this pick. It was a good pick. Um, 25, Jacksonville Jaguars at 25 here. They took Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Um, interesting, for sure. Very interesting. 
I did not expect them to take a running back. Uh, even though, I mean, James Robinson had a very good rookie season, came out of nowhere for sure. Little, little, little interested to see how this works out with that two running back system. I mean, obviously they're both very good in their own right. So I'm really not too upset about this. Um, it was just something I didn't expect. I expected them to take defense. Uh, Trayvon Merrick at a TCU who's still available, I think. Yeah, he's still available. And, you know, I would have loved maybe even offensive line. Uh, at this point, uh, Tevin Jenkins was still available. Uh, Sam Cosme was available. It was, it was a little interesting to see Travis Etienne go right now, back-to-back, especially with Harris. And I don't know. Um, I'm interested to see how that two-running back system is going to work out in Jacksonville with him and uh, James Robinson. But overall, I mean, Travis Etienne, great player, great out of the backfield. He's like Najee Harris. Uh, great, can run in between the tackles, can catch out of the backfield. They're probably going to use more Etienne more as like – a guy out of the backfield to catch passes from Trevor Lawrence, but he reunites with Trevor. So we'll see. This is going to be, going to be an interesting one for sure. Uh, 26, the Cleveland Browns went corner, Greg Newsom. Uh, another interesting one could have seen them go edge here, um, but not bad. Uh, not a bad pick. Definitely a good player. He uh, came out of nowhere this year with Northwestern. Um, He's got great size, great athletic, great athleticism, good ball skills. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a very solid corner, especially at this point in the draft. Uh, positional value, get an upgrade. Um, probably will play uh, not corner two, maybe. I, I don't think he's going to start day one. He's going to take some time, but not a bad, not, it's a pretty solid pick by uh, the Browns for sure. Uh, moving on to the Ravens at twenty-seven, they took Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. They instantly, instantly get an upgrade at the wide receiver position. They needed a receiver bad. Lamar Jackson needs people to throw to. Marquise Brown cannot do it on his own. And he can't – I don't think he just can, can't do a period. Nothing – no disrespect, but it's just not, not – he's not an, a wide receiver one on a lot of teams. He's good, but I wouldn't say he's going to be he's, – he's not a true number one guy like Rashad Bateman can be. Um, extremely – he's an extremely physical pass catcher. He can get up and get the ball. He's got great hands. I think he's he's very underrated. Oh my, very underrated. How he could have gone to Tennessee at twenty-two. He could. I mean, he could have gone in the second round. But again, it's a gr- great pick by them at twenty-seven. Um, nothing bad to say about it. And they could have gone a plethora of ways here. They could have gone off the tackle. They could have gone edge. But wide receiver, it's perfect for them. Hundred percent. I agree with it. One hundred percent. Great pick by Baltimore. Okay. New Orleans Saints at 28. Um, to be honest with you guys, don't know much about Peyton Turner. <laughs> uh, I know he went to Houston, played in the AAC. Obviously, I go to UCF. They played Houston. I heard his name a couple times. But I didn't think he was a first-round player. Um, I, I'm honest, going to be really honest, did not watch a single second of film on him just because it wasn't even near my range of defensive ends that could be taken in the first round. But I'm just going to pull up his profile here, I guess, and just read what they got on him because I have no idea what to say about this kid. Um, okay, so, I mean, they're saying he's got a high motor. Um, he's a great he, – he got great pursuit. Um, situational guy. 
He's got inside-outside versatility. So, I mean, he's, he brings versatility to that defensive line that needs it. That lost Trey Hendrickson. Uh, Cam Jordan's getting older. So, this wasn't – I think this was just a – this is just going to be a depth guy. If he shines, then he shines. You know, then Sean Payton looks like a genius. So, we'll see. I don't know. I really don't know much about this guy. So, I guess we'll have to see how he does in the NFL. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Green Bay. It, literally, I think 20 minutes after I stopped my, the recording of the first round podcast that I did, I get an alert from Bleacher Report saying that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. My jaw hit the floor. Am I surprised? Kinda. Not really. Just because of what Aaron Rodgers has had to go through in Green Bay. Not saying he hasn't had success there because he has. He's had plenty of success. I mean, isn't you know, not not saying he hasn't. But you haven't given him a wide receiver in the first round ever. He's been he drafted in 2004, I want to say, and never in any NFL draft have you given him a wide receiver at the first round. Now, obviously, they picked Devontae Adams in the third round. Nobody thought he was going to be this top three receiver in the NFL, maybe top two. But uh, – <laughs> You got to give him someone who he can throw it to other than Devonta Adams because Equinemius St. Brown and Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon's coming, coming up for his own as a tight end, but those two in, in particular are not guys that can help out Aaron Rodgers as he's aging. Devonta Adams can't do it on his own. And he needs a pass catcher in the first round, someone with exceptional talent. Elijah Moore, get someone in the slot that can help him out but they take Eric Stokes. No, just, I'm sorry, Green Bay. No, I'm pretty sure a lot of Green Bay Packers fans will agree with me here. Just no. Again, I'm not taking anything away from Eric Stokes. He's a great corner. He's fast, straight line, fast, ran off like a 4-2 something at his uh, pro day. But it's just, I just don't get it. You know, I can see why he wants out. I mean, obviously, they have no intentions of trading him, obviously. But, you know, God, give him some help. <laughs> For once, just give him some help. But look, Eric Stokes, injury concerns, sure. He's, he's big, physical. He's got great athleticism. As I said, he's fast. He's very quick. You know, he's going to be great on the perimeter. I mean, he's probably going to be good. But, you know, at this point, you got to give Aaron Rodgers someone else to throw to. I don't think he was very happy with this pick. I don't even know if he watched the draft. Who knows? But, um, yeah, th this didn't make sense to me at all. Now, if I'm wrong, please just someone tell me I'm wrong. I would love to know. I would love to see someone justify this pick for Green Bay. Uh, definitely not someone I would have taken. <laughs> that's for sure. But who knows? Maybe he'll be good. At this point in the draft, I would have loved to see them take a – receiver but they took corner instead so i mean i guess we'll see but definitely not someone i thought they were going to take that's for sure uh interesting end of the draft here they ended with three three straight edge rushers and i'm going to start with buffalo here because they were the 30th pick they went with greg rousseau out of miami um could have seen him getting getting taken in the first round obviously he did um you know you, he took, he took uh, this season off because of COVID, but the year before, he was good. He was very, very good. But got some technical things to work on. 
he has a very high potential. He's got a lot of potential to be great, but something about him just, you watch him on tape and he's not very, he doesn't give you that, you know, wow factor that you really think of a Maya of an edge rusher that you want. I mean, 30th pick in the draft, you're not really, you're not, you're, you're getting a good player, but you're not really getting someone who's going to come in right away and be your number one edge rusher. You're going to get someone you need to help. You need to coach up a little bit. And Gregory Russo is definitely going to be that project type player that Buffalo has. I mean, he's got great length. Um, not taking anything away from his pass rush, but he doesn't really have the moves that you'd expect out of getting someone in the first round like that. Um, yeah, uh, not much I can really say other than I guess they thought best player available in Rousseau was that. Um, not necessarily someone I would have taken here. Obviously, I had them trading up, but that didn't happen. Um yeah, not terrible. Not a terrible pick, but definitely not someone I'd expect. I didn't expect him to go in the first round for sure. I didn't have him going in the first round at all. So, Buffalo, we'll see. We will definitely see. Uh, Baltimore, with their second pick of the first round from their trade with the Kansas City Chiefs, um, they took Jason Oway out of Penn State. Uh, this is going to be another project guy. Excuse me. Um, uh, he doesn't really have – he hasn't really developed any elite pass rush skills yet. Obviously, as he learns the NFL game, he'll probably – he can develop. I mean, he's got great speed, very quick. Um, he'll be a situational guy. He's not going to come in right away and be your number one edge rusher. Um, he's going to take some time to learn. But he I mean, he's solid, very solid. Um, they needed help on the edge, and they got someone who – they got a young guy who they can coach up and hopefully turn into a, a solid edge rusher down in the future. Um it makes sense to me. It wasn't a bad pick. They needed help there, and they got him. So they got someone who they want, and I have nothing nothing bad to say about it. Yeah, it was a good pick. Okay, um, rounding out the first round, Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, I had them taking a defensive guy. I had them taking D-line. I had them taking Louis, uh, Levi Onzerike. I want to say that was his last name. Um, yeah, they took Joe Tryon here out of Washington. Again, not an, another guy who's probably going to be situational because uh, – JPP on their defensive line, Sue, Vita Vea. They're not going to bring him in right away and start him. Uh, this, uh, Joe Tryon's great. I mean, he's a great big athletic pass rusher out of Washington. He's got great, a great motor. Um, very, very dominant at the line of scrimmage. So uh, he's versatile. He, it's something that they need for a depth guy. Again, situational. He's not going to come in right away and start. But a solid pick. You know, something I'd expect out of a 30-second pick. Nothing too flashy. Nothing that's going to surprise you. Thought, I, mean, they might, I thought they might have would have traded out of this pick. Um, but they didn't, and they took a defensive guy that they wanted. So they got him. And, yeah, that, that is the first round of the NFL draft. Um, like I said, a lot of su- things that surprised me, some things I didn't really agree with. Obviously, the big one being the Packers at 29 taking the corner. But, um, yeah. Uh, some surprises, Chicago trading up to 11, taking Justin Fields definitely definitely is something great for that city in Chicago. They deserve it for sure after dealing with Mitch for, and Nick Foles. Um, yeah, uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of teams really improved, got some playmakers quarterback-wise. I think this was a very solid draft, and we still got more to go. A second round, second and third round starts tonight. 
um, I wanted to, I wanted to go back to that picture that I had um, of the players still available. Uh, so there's Jeremiah Usu Koromoa out of Notre Dame, fringe first round guy. Could have been. I thought he would have gone to the Raiders at 17. Like I said, um, very surprised to see him still here. Uh, Christian Barmore, another guy I'm surprised to see here. Uh, these, I mean, all these guys are going to be steals in the second round, 100%. Um, Aziz Ojolari, uh, I figured out before the draft that he had some lingering knee problems, which caused him to fall. Um, so that could be a cause for concern from other teams. Uh, uh, Trayvon Merrig out of TCU, safety. Um, could have seen him going late to the Jaguars at 25, maybe to the Ravens at 31. Um, but he didn't. Uh, it's maybe something I don't know, but that's going to be a good pick for anyone who gets him in the second round. Like I said, Elijah Moore. Um, again, I, saw, I, I said yesterday that I saw him sneaking in the first round. Not really anyone. I don't think he really was high on anyone's draft board. I think if they really needed to, they were going to trade up to get him. Um, but I could have seen him going to Tennessee at 22. Could have seen him going to Green Bay at 29. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're, th- I don't know what these teams are thinking. Uh, it, when they think of terms of receiver, another one, Rondell Moore. Um, this is a guy who I thought could go in the second round. Definitely. Like he was like Elijah fringe first round, but Rondell Moore provides speed injury concerns, probably held back his first round draft stock a little bit, uh, which I understand, but he's explosive. I mean, you, the one game you think of is the Purdue Ohio state a couple years ago. I, phew, I, he was electric. I mean, obviously one game doesn't define draft stock, but still, um, Nico Collins out of Michigan. Um, yeah, gee, I mean, he's a second round guy. I didn't really think he'd go in the first round at all. Um, still very good. Uh, expect him to, I expect him to go early round two. Javante Williams, uh, North UNC could have seen him going in the first round. Uh, a lot of people were saying maybe Buffalo would take him at 30. Uh, I definitely could have seen that happening. Uh, another fringe first round guy based on the running back class this year, obviously being top heavy one and two ETN and uh, Harris, but I think he goes second round. And I, as a fan, I really hope the dolphins take him with 30 at 36. Seriously. Hopefully maybe even trade up. I don't know, but I really hope he goes early second to my dolphins. Um, Pratt, Pat Fryermuth out of uh, Penn state tight end, a very weak tight end class this year. Didn't expect him to go in the first round at all. He'll go or he'll go in the second round. Uh, Jacksonville probably at 33. Uh, maybe takes maybe takes him gets a an extra tight end to help out Trevor Lawrence on that offense. Maybe they take Merrig at 75 or <laughs> they take Merrig in the second round. God. Um, Nick Bolton out of Missouri linebacker. He shot up draft boards at the tail end, like in the beginning of the offseason. I saw that people were really high on him because when he declared for the draft, people flipped on his tape and like, oh my God, you know, this, this and that, whatever. He's a good linebacker. He's a thumper. He hits hard, very hard. You watch his tape, he hits for sure. Um, definitely not someone I would have taken in the first round, uh, but he comes in. He can be a depth guy. Uh, Kansas City, if they're looking for a linebacker in the second round, they could take him. Same thing with Baron Browning out of Ohio State. Another guy that's very solid, very, very good linebacker. Um, comes in uh could be an instant instant upgrade um yeah i no problem i've a lot of teams he could go early and now another guy that 
mm, I wouldn't say should have gone in the first round. I would love to see him gone in the first round. Um, Asante Samuel Jr. Um, out of Florida State. The only knock people could have on him is his size. And I get it. He's 5'10", like 190 pounds or whatever. But you watch his – you'd think there's no way he could play on the boundary. There's no way he could play boundary corner. He's too small, blah, blah. You watch him play, he is absolutely incredible on the boundary. I let that car go by. I swear, it's like the Daytona 500 where I live. Either way, um, he could play. He can play anywhere. He could play in the slot. He could play in the boundary. I mean, geez, he, he. <laughs> I don't know. Some of these teams really surprised me. I would have taken him. I would have taken Asante over Eric Stokes, hundred percent. Maybe mm, Greg Newsom might have been a stretch, but I would have taken him over Eric Stokes 100% just based on athletic ability and durability. Asante Samuel should have probably at this point, basing what the Packers did at 29, should have gone. If they were going to take corner, should have taken Asante Samuel. Um, Yeah, I don't get it. But yeah, that's really it for this. Um, I'm not really going to get really into round two as much as, I really want to just because a lot of people that listen to this don't really know the players as much. And I know a lot of people don't really care because the first round's over, but I'm going to be watching this 100% all, all night tomorrow or today and tomorrow, six and uh, four, five, six, seven. So I'm definitely going to be watching. I'm going to see these guys that didn't go in round one, see where they go round two, maybe some fall to round three, who knows, but um i'm interested to really see what happens uh this was a great first round i thought this was a solid one very interesting a lot of great picks a lot of teams upgraded for sure um yeah uh, that's really all i got um i think i'm going to i might do one after the draft just to see where everybody went see where the people players that i highlighted went um i don't know yet we'll see um i want to do it hopefully i can get someone on here to help me out with that just someone I can have bounce ideas off of because doing this solo is kind of lonely <laughs> um you know because I don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of nothing no one to really argue with because you know I love to argue about sports and I love to see I like to hear other people's opinions and you know hopefully I can get someone on here that can do that with me um just NFL I know Joe is my co-host for college just because he watches college and so do I and we can do that we have a great um relationship with that so but someone with the NFL would really be beneficial. So if anyone's listening, they want to come on and help me out with the NFL, that'd be great. Um, Yeah, that's all I got for today. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.